1: Dietz & Watson, it's a family thing since 1939.
0: Shop now at DietzAndWatson.com slash the right way.
1: That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. I'm Matthew. And I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any.
0: Today, we are talking about gnocchi, or gnocchi, or I call it gnocchi.
1: Does someone call it knocky?
0: I have definitely heard people call it, like, knocky.
1: When I was a kid, we had this this game called Knock Hockey. What's that? It's like... I feel like it was like a like like a cheap ass air hockey type of thing, like a like an air hockey ish board game, but with no air, it just like you would like use a little thing to like knock a little puck around.
0: I find air hockey pretty fun. I
1: love air hockey, oh yeah, my but God. this was not it.
0: Matthew, we should go to a bar sometime and play air hockey. I would
1: love that. Do
0: you think hold on, is there some sort of like uh can we search like online for like Seattle bars with air hockey? I think yes. Okay, let's do this when we're I done think, recording the show. I think it's like a show.
1: thing, you know. It's it's like a like a I was gonna say parlor game, but you know, like a like a bar a parlor game, a like SnapDragon, activity. yes, <laughs> like SnapDragon. Or do you do you remember did I ever show you we had like this this old timey book of like you know fun games for kids, um, and uh, that had this uh, a game in it. Uh, well, okay, I'm gonna I don't want to ruin the punchline. It's uh, the picture was of like someone arriving at a house and like someone coming to the door, answer the door, holding a string in their hand, and the caption is "You're just in." Time for no strings attached. What? <laughs> I, I don't know what the game is, but I've been laughing at the, like every time I think of this, which is probably about once a month. I laugh. It's it's one of my favorite things ever. I don't know if I can find it again.
0: Okay. uh The other day, my kid came home from summer camp because we're recording this episode in the summer, and June had bought a. And now they're at
1: Halloween camp.
0: A frisbee in the the camp store, but. June is like really enthusiastic about throwing the Frisbee, but is terrible at it. And like, we'll acknowledge they're terrible at it. And they also can't catch Frisbees, but they desperately wanted me to go outside with them and play Frisbee. So anyway, we were outside like on our street, which is a dead end playing Frisbee for a while. And there is a house like diagonally across the street from us where the people keep their blinds closed (laughs) literally all the time. Sure, And they like, Seriously, you never see them come and go. Nobody ever comes in. Nobody ever goes out. We call them the vampires.
1: Oh, so there's going to be a lot about this house on our true crime podcast.
0: Yes, they're and they're also really rude. Like whenever I do see, I've I've only seen the wife once, and it was when there was like a natural gas leak somewhere on the block, <laughs> and, and everybody had to everybody had to come out of their houses in the middle of the night while the police like checked it out. Anyway, I've only I've lived in this house for 12 years, Matthew, and I've only seen the woman of the house once. Wow. But anyway, the husband is out off. And gardening, and he wears like sun rep- protective clothing, literally from head to toe. And he's so cranky. Like June and I make a real effort to say hello to him every time we pass, and he won't even look at us. Wow! But June threw the frisbee to me, and <sighs> it went into this like. Thicket of, like, laurel bushes and blackberry brambles at the vampire's house. Oh,
1: this sounds like the beginning of, of like, uh, you know, Goosebumps.
0: Yes, yes. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to have to go, like, ring the doorbell at the vampire's house, which I've never done yeah. in 12 years of living there. And we were both, I mean, legitimately, like, nervous about this. I was pretty sure that this guy was going to be angry june in the nick of time was like oh mama i see a glimmer of the the blue frisbee in the tree so i climbed through like all these like bushes and stuff i actually have a smear of uh, sap on my leg that i can't get (laughs) off i cannot get this sap off my leg anyway I felt like such a fun mom because after I climbed through these bushes to get my kids Frisbee, then I like held it above my head and ran screaming and cheering across the street and ran circles around her for a while.
1: That's great. (laughs) And
0: it was really fun.
1: Yeah. Okay. So I think we could definitely find an air hockey bar. Okay. Um,
0: <laughs> I'll go be a fun mom at the air hockey bar.
1: No, no, I did, I do want to say, like, you know, we usually have our blinds down because, like, I'm very sensitive to, to bright light. Uh, but I'm very nice and you should come visit okay. me. All, okay. All, everyone. Okay.
0: Well, and also you are frequently seen by your neighbors, like, coming and going. Literally, yeah. these people never. But I glare come and at go.
1: them so they know that I'm someone to be reckoned with. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, gnocchi. Oh, this yeah, so, is a show about gnocchi. Uh, this,
1: yeah, so this gnocchi, is our this gnocchi, is our gnocchi, 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 gnocchi gnocchi, gnocchi 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 episode. Gnocchi. It was suggested gnocchi. by Miss Kinky on Reddit. Thank you, Miss Kinky. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's let's head down memory lane. Molly, do you have any uh, uh, gnocchi? I'm going to be saying it gnocchi now for the whole episode. <laughs>
0: anyway, my dad loved gnocchi. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be struggling through this for the whole episode. My dad loved gnocchi. And for a while, it was like kind of an esoteric thing to find in, in like big box American grocery store, right? I mean, now it's much more common, but, uh, anyway, I think the first time that I had it in a restaurant was maybe not till I lived in Seattle. I remember a woman I worked for when I worked at the front desk of a Pilates studio, uh she loved the restaurant La Spiga in its original sure. location by too. the yeah. by the like South Broadway QFC yeah
1: like Broadway and Union
0: yes uh that original location it was so good yeah oh it was in like a charmless yeah you know uh,
1: kind of like strip mall strip mall. Yeah.
0: anyway the gnocchi was so good La Spiga moved it's still very tasty but I just never seemed to go there anymore yeah Also, Café Lago, for a long time, made incredible gnocchi. I think they still do, but they have changed it and made it kind of like a like a, a lighter, trendier kind of preparation, like gnocchi and broth with like shrimp or something. Okay. When I think of gnocchi. Which sounds good. <laughs> it does. When I think of gnocchi, I really love gnocchi in like a like a tomato sauce, even maybe with a little bit of cream or yeah. like a vodka sauce. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Okay. Anyway, what about you?
1: Okay. So I made homemade gnocchi at least a few times. And I remembered like last night that i pretty sure that I once took a gnocchi class at Sur La Table or... Or somewhere else wow. local like in the like around in the early 2000s would
0: this have been before uh, December was born yeah for okay. sure
1: and uh, and I know that I owned a grooved wooden yoki rolling board like a little wow. handheld thing with like with like a grooved side and you and you like rolled the gnocchi against it with your thumb mm-hmm. and so like I've probably made gnocchi like four times I don't the last time wasn't like in the last 15 years certainly
0: do you remember in the early days of Salumi that yes. if you went to Salumi on Fridays or something, Mama Batali, I think it was like yeah. Ar- Armandino's sister, sister, I, sister think. I think. So maybe not not Mama, but anyway, Mario Batali, the Batali great, great aunt. aunt. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Anyway, she would be in the front window rolling gnocchi
1: all day long. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Did you ever get any? I don't remember if I did or not.
0: I don't think I did. Okay.
1: Well, we blew it.
0: Okay, yeah, Um, those days are over.
1: Yeah, so uh, I I think, like, gnocchi is is something that is, like, better homemade, although we will certainly talk about, like, commercial ways of buying it. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's not hard to make, but takes a lot of practice. And so, like, the first time Mm -hmm. you make it, it's going to be far from perfect. It's like we talked about on the pod thai episode. Mm -hmm. Like, if anybody who who loves gnocchi and wants to, like, you know, start making it at home, will fairly soon achieve great success, Mm -hmm. but not the first time. Yeah, okay, Um, um, oh, and uh, I, have some, I have some memory lane from last night, which is uh, we had uh, one of one of my favorite dinners to make, which is uh, stir fried like Shanghai style stir fried rice cakes with uh, pork and like some kind of rob from the farmers market. And uh, wife of the show Lori said, "You know th- these rice cakes are kind of like gnocchi if you think about it."
0: Oh. They weren't like Korean rice cakes, were they? The, yeah, they, they, were, they were the
1: flat Korean the flat rice ones. cakes, okay. which are the same same as Shanghai rice cakes. And so, so like shape wise, they weren't quite the same. Although if we had used the cylindrical ones and cut them a little shorter, which people sometimes do, mm-hmm. those are very gnocchi like and sort of, sort of like serve the same function.
0: You know, Matthew, this seems like a good time for us to remind listeners that back in the day before Japanese breakfast absolutely blew up, <laughs> we had Michelle Zauner, is that yeah. how you pronounce her name?
1: Uh, Zauner? Zauner, I think.
0: Michelle Zauner on on the show talking about Korean rice cakes. Yeah, so
1: go back to that episode <laughs> that we still can't believe actually wow, happened.
0: Wow, that's never gonna happen again.
1: Um, remember, remember back in uh, like uh, when the, kind of the earlier-ish days of the show, in uh, in like 1958 when we had Paul McCartney on,
0: God, the, that was an amazing mm-hmm. show. And he yeah. was like,
1: I'm, "I'm thinking of starting a band," and we're like, "Nah, don't do that."
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, but then I was like, "Can you send George Harrison over to my house because <laughs> <laughs> I like that guy?" Yeah. Okay. All right, Matthew. What is gnocchi and where did it come from?
1: Okay. Well, it originated. It originated in the form of gnocchi. Um, okay. <laughs> This comes from partly from Wikipedia and partly from a, a sever article that we'll link to in the show notes called Pasta's Predecessor, The History of Gnocchi, which I felt didn't really establish the, as fact that gnocchi is pasta's predecessor. It, hmm. may, it may or may not have predated pasta but was not really like the origin of pasta. Okay. And – I found it like a little trickier to define gnocchi than I expected. So so I, I'm going to say it's like a family of small dumplings originating in Italian cuisine.
0: Hmm. Okay. That um, sounds fair. And
1: like the best known these days, but not the original, is is uh, potato gnocchi. But uh, like if you go across Italy and beyond, there are a pretty wide range of varieties. And the only thing they have in common is they're like fairly small unwrapped dumplings. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and so there's usually boiled but not always. It's
0: crazy thinking about how many boiled dumplings there are all over the world. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it makes sense you know, like you have a dough and you have like boiling water it makes sense that this would be yeah and you're standing there in the kitchen food. with this
1: boiling water and this dough and, in you're, one like, hand, and do you're like what do we do what do I do no
0: but I think about oops
1: I dropped the dough in the boiling water
0: like you know uh wonderful articles that I've read about like Romanian cuisine or Armenian cuisine like just these like gr- grandmother foods that are always boiled dumplings yeah absolutely okay
1: so okay, so gnocchi dates back to Roman times. I've always wanted to say this like dates back to Roman times, but then we talked about it last week too. That one of the dried fruits dated back to Roman times, right? Right, raisins. Well, well,
0: raisins Beyond, were very right, popular in, right. in ancient okay. Rome. Yes. So, Do you think that they used gnocchi as uh, prizes for successful athletes? I
1: think they probably did. Yeah. Like, at you'd come to the finish line of the marathon, and, and they uh, be like,
0: "Here's a plate of gnocchi." Yep.
1: I mean, that'd probably be good.
0: Yeah, that'd be great.
1: So, and what we, like, we'll talk about, like, uh, some major styles of gnocchi, but, like, the one that we call Roman-style gnocchi, or gnocchi alla alla Romana today, Mm -hmm. um, which is made with semolina flour, is probably pretty similar, at least in terms of the dough, although not necessarily the way it's usually cooked, to the original gnocchi, which is made from semolina flour and fat.
0: Okay. So, like, Roman-style gnocchi,
1: if we encounter
0: it on a menu today, is, it's basically almost like a, like a...
1: Casserole,
0: yeah, because it's it's these like disc shaped little cakes, yeah,
1: that are usually kind of like put baked. overlapped in the pan, yeah. like not layered, but just like one kind of leaning up against the previous one.
0: I think of them as looking almost like those really big scallops, yeah, sort of. Totally. They're like only you know, thinner, yeah. but a little thinner. They're made from semolina, is that yeah. right? Okay, and yeah, then they're they're baked, so yeah, it's a now, whole different thing.
1: Yeah, now usually made with with uh, like semolina and and uh, and like milk. Uh, milk or cream or butter and, uh, and then like baked usually with cheese and sometimes with like a meat sauce but yeah really tasty
0: wait so the original so this is probably what like maybe one of the first incarnations of gnocchi was
1: yeah although probably probably made like more more simply with like you know uh, like like semolina flour and like you know water and olive oil or or uh, water and animal fat and boiled
0: but oh so it would have been boiled probably okay
1: okay and uh, potato gnocchi dates to the 17th century. Potatoes are, are a New World food that took some time to become entrenched in uh, in Italy. Those have become like kind of the dominant style. Like if you say if you say gnocchi, people will think of like a potato, potato gnocchi yeah. that's like uh, you know, like a little a little lump that's probably grooved on one side by from being rolled against one of those uh wooden groovy boards. Mm,
0: uh, groovy board. You should get
1: you should get June a groovy board. For, yeah,
0: for it's, Christmas.
1: It's, it's either some kind of like like uh computer for kids or like a dangerous skateboard like device.
0: Yeah, like a hoverboard. Yeah.
1: Okay. The ricotta gnocchi are probably the easiest to make. I know I've made these before. They're also like like my least favorite variety but like made made well they can be really good
0: is it still a dough that is firm enough to be rolled on a groovy board
1: it's firm enough it's it's uh yeah it is softer for sure but like it can be rolled on a groovy board okay or it can just be like you know kind of rolled into a snake and cut into little little nublets
0: that sounds good
1: yeah this episode is brought to you by town place suites by marriott
0: Suites by Marriott
1: Townplace Suites by Marriott has all the amenities you need to feel at home during your stay
0: find the comforts of home at Town Place Suites go there with Marriott Bonvoy. This episode is brought to you by masterclass
1: Masterclass is the website that takes you from that thing you've always wanted to learn to learning that thing.
0: Well, and you can learn it from the person who's literally the best at it in the
1: world. Oh, come on. Really? The best in the world?
0: Yeah. Like, remember I watched those videos with uh, with Steph Curry on, like, you know, how to have proper, like, basketball shooting form and stuff. That's right.
1: You And you have been sinking so many threes <laughs> since then. It's ridiculous. I
0: just can't stop.
1: Um, okay. Well, I took a class with Hans Zimmer, film composer. Maybe you've heard <laughs> of movies such as The Lion King. Mm. Maybe mm-hmm. you've heard of Gladiator. The Dark Knight, Dune. He did all of those, and now he's teaching me how to do it, like the art of making people feel things. To to teach me, yeah, yeah, because because I've got a masterclass subscription. Oh,
0: okay, all right. Well, you know, Matthew, I also hear that if you want to take a class, say from like Alice Waters or Thomas Keller or even like Yotam Ottolenghi, you can get essentially what are like private lessons. Now, granted, they're they're they on Masterclass. Yes. But private lessons he from d- these right. people.
1: Odolenghi doesn't come to your house, That's but right. virtually he does.
0: That's right. So Masterclass makes all of this possible, and you get unlimited access To the very world's best teachers.
1: And you will get 15% off an annual membership right now at masterclass.com slash spilledmilk15.
0: Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash spilledmilk15.
1: masterclass.com slash spilledmilk15.
0: Where does this word come from?
1: Okay, so as with many foods eaten with variations throughout Italy, there's a staggering number of words for gnocchi and gnocchi-like things. Okay, so the word gnocchi itself probably comes from either uh, noca, meaning knuckles, or uh, noha in the Lombard dialect, which means a knot in wood. Oh. I feel like when I was in shop... Did you ever take shop class in school? No,
0: there was no shop class at my school. Okay,
1: so in seventh grade, maybe sixth and seventh grade, I took shop class and uh, I remember, like, learning stuff about knots in wood, and I don't think I, – I think, uh, like, there was then, like, a 35-year period from then until now that I never thought about knots in wood.
0: And and this is the time when – This is the when time. Now. Okay. Yeah, okay. and
1: then, then I'm going to go back to not thinking about them. Okay. okay. Um, according to the Sever article, in Lombardy uh, – Lombardy? Lombardy? <laughs> why, why am I suddenly having trouble with this word? In – Lombardi Lombardi There we go In the 1400s Gnocchi were made From breadcrumbs Milk and ground almonds And called it Zanzarelli Wow That's that sounds w- Almost like dessert Right That's so First of all Zanzarelli is my Favorite word For, for a gnocchi Like thing Okay And it seems like That modern gnocchi may, That that like you know Maybe the original Was semolina flour But then like There's a period Where most recipes It seems like Include breadcrumbs And it seems like Gnocchi was a way To to like stretch To use stale bread you, know, okay. you like grind it up, you you uh, smash it up into breadcrumbs and uh, then use those to make little dumplings like uh, what are like there's like a soup that you make with like extruded like breadcrumb dumplings is like like passatelli. Is that
0: uh, I think that's isn't that like a typical thing of the Marque region I, I, or, or I, no, those like are it. maybe made with like chestnut flour. Or yeah, something. that's different. Okay.
1: 'Cause I feel I feel like there's a thing where you like you like extrude like a breadcrumb based dough into into like a chicken broth
0: maybe yeah, I, I'm I sure you know we have listeners who can answer these things for okay us. so anyway
1: breadcrumbs are in a lot of early gnocchi recipes other terms include malfati which means badly made uh nudie in Tuscany which means nude as in like ravioli but it's nude mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. those those tend to be like uh, ricotta gnocchi with very little flour so they're very so delicate delicious. and soft yeah so delicious uh uh in Sardinia and in Campania, strangula Pri- priavete, priest stranglers.
0: Oh wow, priest stranglers I think of as like um twisty like a twisty pasta. pasta. Yeah,
1: I think there are there are a bunch of different things called priest stranglers. <laughs> like if, something I love is just kind of like casual anti clericalism. <laughs>
0: yeah. I- <laughs> too i'm really big on it
1: um also from sever quote in the 19th century pellegrino artusi the grandfather of italian cuisine published a recipe for potato gnocchi prepared in exactly the same way that we see today complete with the story of a woman whose gnocchi disappeared in the pot she was boiling them in because she hadn't used enough flour to hold them together so so Mm. pellegrino artusi really putting this this woman in her place
0: okay all right so is it usually, I mean, gnocchi is never dried. Well, is it
1: It depends what you mean by dried. Okay, because a couple of things. I, I don't think this is a product that is really even found anymore. But it used to be, like, before I'm holding up a... a A uh, bag of uh, Trader Joe's vacuum-packed gnocchi.
0: Is this shelf stable? It's
1: shelf stable. Okay. Before that came on the market, which I feel was like maybe 20 years ago or less, there was a pasta shape called gnocchi, which was like kind of a like shell-like pasta shape, which was like not really gnocchi in any way. But like if you if you went into a store and said, "Do you have gnocchi?" that's what you would get pointed to, I assume. Okay. Um, that I don't see anymore now. What I see is like shelf stable and these are pretty dry but not dry pasta dry
0: Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. yeah
1: and so 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 you see you see them like uh you know vacuum packed like this you see frozen but not like fully dried
0: and what's the point of the
1: ridges the point of the ridges is to is it's like uh you know penne rigate like to hold more sauce and look cool
0: they yeah it does look cool uh, but yeah, they I look can like little larvae. I can absolutely imagine little grubs.
1: Little grubs, yeah.
0: <laughs> I can absolutely imagine how if you didn't have the ridges on here, yeah, this sauce just wouldn't cling as well.
1: Yeah, but I mean, if you're making gnocchi, like like one common way to make it is, and we'll talk about like some some uh, gnocchi variations, uh, but uh, is is like rolling the dough out into into a snake and then just cutting little bits of it, and mm-hmm. then like usually you take those little bits and roll them with your thumb either on a g- grooved surface or just kind of like across your palm mm-hmm. so they don't have to have the ridges and you don't even have to do the thumb thing they're still good just as like little lumps mm-hmm. you, just, okay. you just get like more like sauce pockets if you groove them and, and like poke them with your thumb okay Sauce Pockets. Sauce Pockets. As the uh, Digital Underground album, Sauce Pockets. Mm. Okay. You have no idea what I'm talking about. I don't about. know what you're talking
0: about. I'm just moving right along. It was right called along.
1: Sex Packets.
0: Oh, wow. Sex Packets. What are, are those I have like, no idea
1: what it means. Are
0: those like the foil packets that condoms come in? Oh,
1: that makes. Sex I bet packets. that's what it was. Yeah. But like would...
0: You seem like somebody who hasn't bought any sex packets in a while.
1: Not a long time. <laughs> okay. Go on. Okay, so... Oh, yeah so so um, like you can you can also roll it uh, I said spoon but I meant fork you can roll it on a fork to make ridges not mm. a spoon um, and but like it's like you really like, like I gotta need to teach your thumb how to do it
0: yeah, that's the same with a lot of things yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm.
1: okay. Okay, so let's go beyond Italy, shall we?
0: Yes, let's do. I love What you can't see, listener, is that Matthew has his arms spread out.
1: Like this is my beyond Italy gesture. Yes,
0: let's go beyond Italy.
1: Jesus Christ pose. Have you ever tried gnocchi alla Parisienne?
0: I know that I have seen them on menus and I get very confused between like gnocchi alla Romana and gnocchi alla Parisienne.
1: Okay, I have never had this. I never heard of it until I started. Started researching for this episode, but I don't want to make it because it sounds hard, but I do want to eat it. I want to I want to like someone else to make it for me or find it in a restaurant because what you do is you make a shoe pastry dough, yes. like you're gonna make uh, you know, cream puffs. Yeah. And profiteroles. But then you put it in a pastry bag and you pipe it into a a pot of boiling water and like cut off gnocchi-sized bits as you're piping it in. Okay. So, so I it is, feel
0: like this would be a really good après ski.
1: I think it would be yeah, M- like if at at the chalet, like at most <laughs> chalets that I've been to, this is on the menu. Yeah, okay. Swiss chalet, <laughs> um, uh, and so then yeah, then you boil them and then sauce with bechamel and top with cheese. It sounds great, and I want someone else to make it.
0: Mm, that uh, it sounds a lot like spätzle.
1: That's exactly what wife of the show, Lori, said. And she also said, you know, making shoe shoe pastry dough isn't really that no, hard. It's it just not looks hard. intimidating. And as she said that, she's like, I'm kind of like walking into like <laughs> making know, this. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, yep, anytime.
0: <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Uh, okay. So, yeah, like Spätzle.
1: Okay. Let's head over to Austria where uh, Nockerl are served as a side dish for goulash frequently, just like a very, very plain potato gnocchi. Okay. Um, Possibly, except for zanzarelli. My second favorite word for gnocchi is the Slovenian and Croatian spelling gnocchi, N-J-O-K-I, which looks oh, awesome. so cool. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's just very, very popular dish there. Um, in Poland, uh, pierogi lenive means lazy dumplings, and they are often served with cinnamon sugar and sour cream, so it can be sweet or savory. Mm. Gnocchi are popular throughout uh, much of, much of uh, South, like, you know, sub, sub sub-equatorial South America. Okay. Um, So, because of the, because of Italian immigration. Got it. Uh, But even, even in places where, like, that don't have a lot of Italian uh, population, like, you know, it's just become popular throughout the region. So, in, uh, according to uh, Wikipedia... In Uruguay, Par- Paraguay, and Argentina, there's a tra- tradition of eating gnocchi on the 29th of each month, with some people putting money beneath their plates to, p- to bring prosperity. Indeed, in Argentina and Uruguay, gnocchi, that's uh, N with a with a uh, N-Y tilde, uh, O-Q-U-I, is slang for a bogus employee, according to corrupt accountancy practices or in the public se- sector, the tr- distribution of political patronage, who only turns up at the end of the month to receive their salary." So, because you eat uh, gnocchi on the 29th, like you call someone a gnocchi if they only show up for work on the 29th to collect their paycheck.
0: Oh, okay. I like that.
1: <laughs> I like it too. The, the way I explained it was unnecessarily complicated.
0: <laughs> okay. And you can you can gnocchi lots of different vegetables, yeah, right? I so mean,
1: sweet potato gnocchi, like butternut squash gnocchi, spinach goes in there frequently, like uh, uh, vegetables starting with S, cauliflower.
0: People love to do various things with cauliflower
1: now. They yeah, rice become, it, they
0: gnocchi it.
1: Yeah, like pizza crust.
0: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: I, I don't think I've ever actually tried gnocchi. I a haven't cal- either. I shouldn't knock crust. it till yeah, I've tried it. You shouldn't gnocchi it. <laughs>
0: yeah. Nice.
1: Do you have you ever made gnocchi?
0: I have not. I've not. I've only been delighted to eat it.
1: Okay. Like how if when you when you order it or have have it made for you at your command, mm-hmm. how do you want it sauced?
0: Oh well, I mentioned that earlier, oh, right. and you would know if you had been listening. No, I was,
1: I was listening. You so, said yeah, like a it, vodka sauce, like a tomato and cream sauce. That's
0: right. I also have had uh, nudie. I think like yeah. like spinach ricotta nudie, and that was almost maybe in like a like some sort of a brothy brothy brown butter maybe situation.
1: Yeah, I call it, I call it a nudie when uh, when there's no sex packets, <laughs> which is what I call ravioli skins. <laughs> Go on, go on. Um, so yeah, so I've not made gnocchi from scratch in many, many years, but I, yeah, I definitely have sauce preferences. Also my favorite sage and brown butter.
0: Uh, what is not to love about, I don't even and, like sage very much, but sage and brown butter. Sign I like sage up.
1: and brown butter and I like sage in breakfast sausage. Those are, I okay. guess I do yeah. like, I guess what I'm saying is I like sage.
0: I like sage and breakfast sausage. I like it in brown butter, but I really, I don't want to encounter, I just don't want it like near my chicken. I don't want it really in stuffed. Thing, other places people like okay. to put sage.
1: I tried to. I went down a little rabbit hole trying to figure out like why sage always appears in uh, in like a butter sauce. Like why is it sage butter? Because
0: it tastes good. Yeah,
1: that's that's a, the best I was able to come up okay. with. Like I, I think it's like a Northern Italian thing. Like that that's why it's butter rather than like olive oil. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think like you know when you're making when you're making a butter sauce. It is even even if you're not someone who is like, you know, afraid of using fat in the kitchen. It is really easy to like tell yourself like, you know, like I like I don't need to put in like six tablespoons of butter for for this for this uh, pasta sauce. But the butter is the sauce. Mm-hmm. And like you want a lot of butter when you're making a butter sauce. <laughs>
0: this Well, that seems obvious, but it reminds me of uh, this James Beard, like caramelized onion pasta sauce. Which also uses butter like a staggering amount of butter, and it's yeah. so important. I mean, butter and an onion—what could be a better flavor combination? You really just have to go for it.
1: You know what? Recently, I was talking to someone recently. I think this was at work. Who said like um I'm, you know I've made that uh, that famous Instant Pot butter chicken recipe for the Two Sleevers blog, but uh, but like I didn't it didn't really like have as much flavor as I was expecting. Can anyone recommend another butter chicken recipe? And uh, then it as it turned out at the end they um they had misread the recipe and we're using four tablespoons of butter instead of four ounces of butter which is a whole stick and then once they put in the whole stick of butter it was a lot better
0: (laughs) oh yes yes this makes sense (laughs) yeah okay wow I'm glad somebody caught that yep uh so what about what about vegetables or sausage like I mean so okay when you make a butter sauce for your gnocchi so you know you're doing your brown butter your sage you got your gnocchi what else do you toss in there
1: like a little, a little bit of grated parmesan, but that's that's really all it needs. Okay,
0: okay. Yeah. Is that what you're going to do with this? So with this you package? know what I
1: think I'm going to do with this tonight. I have a little bit of like homemade pizza sauce that I made, which works well as a gnocchi sauce because like a really light, I, like really sauce. light, smooth tomato sauce is good with gnocchi. And I think, I think, yeah, I'm going to get some Italian sausage and like may just fry up a little bit of that, sauté a little bit of that, in like bites kind of the same size as the gnocchi. And so. Uh, I got, I got to, I just hit the wall. <laughs> that's
0: cool. No, we've been going for okay. a while. Let's wrap this thing I was, up.
1: I was gonna start talking about commercial gnocchi, but then I was, I realized I was skipping vegetables. Like, uh, I feel like gnocchi was spring. Hard. Gnocchi was spring vegetables of any kind is really good. Like some, you know, sliced asparagus. That uh, seems right. Like morels, peas. Well, because
0: I think of gnocchi as being one, of, like a very, uh, like a, a, a t- like a tender pasta, like a pasta that you would serve like tender vegetables with. So tender. Like, like asparagus,
1: peas. Et cetera. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Even though, like, it's no more tender than any other pasta. I, th- I mean, it kind think kind of is like, it,
1: like you don't serve gnocchi al dente, like
0: that's true. And you, it, it's very, yeah, you're right. And there is something about the chew of the dumpling that feels really different from like the chew of like penne rigate yeah. or something. Like
1: you chew and it chews back. That's right. <laughs> um, so I think what I'm going to do with this is like, okay, so I have some vacuum packed Trader Joe's gnocchi here. Not trying to brag. Um, and this stuff, it's not great, but it's not bad either, is how I put it.
0: Where would you ideally buy gnocchi if you were buying it?
1: So, I mean, I would, ideally I would buy it from like Batali's sister, Right.
0: Uh, yeah, she's not alive anymore, though.
1: <laughs> okay, so that could be a problem.
0: Does De Laurenti
1: have? That's what some I was wondering. Sort of, I actually like, need to go down to De Laurenti Co, uh, tomorrow. I think. Um, so I, I'm going to look and, like, yeah, it could be like you know made that day or it could be frozen. Like, it freezes okay. Mm-hmm. But uh, and, like Trader Joe's has like. Eight different varieties of frozen gnocchi that are quite tasty. Like okay. you know, there's a tomato sauce one. There's like a gorgonzola sauce one that's really good.
0: How do you feel about the the vacuum packed shelf stable versus the frozen?
1: So overall, I think the frozen is better, and I wish they would sell just like the frozen with no sauce, so I can sauce it myself and not feel guilty about throwing away the sauce. Mm, okay. um, but also, like it's uh, like the the free the uh, the shelf stable is cheaper. And, uh, and like, you know, you're not, I'm not wasting any sauce. And what I'm planning to do, like one thing I got this idea from serious eats, I think is you, you like put quite a bit of olive oil in a pan and you like brown it on both sides, just like straight out of the packet and then just kind of braise it a little in the sauce.
0: You know, I'm remembering that Ash and I made some sort of like sheet pan dinner that we saw in the New York times within the last couple of years. And it, it was like Almost like like roasted gnocchi with yeah. like vegetables and some sort of something else, and it was fine.
1: Yeah, because this is like it's fully cooked. It's just it just needs to like rehydrate a little bit.
0: Yeah, I felt like this was the the thing I had was a little dry, but uh, but the idea of browning it and then adding a little a little liquid that's, is that's nice. what I'm gonna do
1: tonight. Yeah, so like like a little a little tomato sauce and a little sausage and like browned in olive oil.
0: Great. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Matthew. Yes. I have a now, but wow, this week.
1: All right, let's hear it.
0: Okay, so um, I want to talk about uh, a YA novel that came out like three years ago now. Okay. I am like very late to this game. It's called Juliet Takes a Breath by Gabby Rivera. And uh, and it's a YA novel. I think there's even a graphic novel version of okay. it. Okay, But anyway, it's about a closeted Puerto Rican baby lesbian from the Bronx who comes out to her family, which goes really badly. And then she immediately jets off to Portland, Oregon to intern with this feminist writer who she's really excited about. About. and like it does not at all go as planned but she does wind up having a really fun queer summer and having a fun fling with a motorcycling librarian
1: that sounds great and
0: anyway this book I, I i think has become sort of like a cult favorite in um particularly in like lesbian circles like okay. i think it's just really beloved
1: this but, could be why um, i missed it but, this could but be why like you missed it. it
0: yeah i think that uh this sounds like a book that everybody could really enjoy. I'm, I'm kind of bummed I didn't mention it during the summer, in fact. Good summer read.
1: Okay, well, I'm, I'm definitely going to read this. Great. Julia right. Takes a Breath by Gabby Rivera. Uh,
0: our producer is Abby Circatella.
1: Uh, please rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts.
0: And you can chat with other Spilled Milk listeners on our Reddit. That's reddit.com slash r slash everything Spilled Milk.
1: And until next time, thanks for listening to Spilled Milk. Now we're going to hop on our groovy boards and just head out for adventure.
0: I was thinking maybe I could be a trustee on the groovy board.
1: Oh, you should be. Yeah, yeah I've but always we've wanted, got an opening.
0: It's a really good thing to have a groovy board on your CV.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. like, you know, you could you could be like, you know, m- on multiple groovy boards. You could be part of an interlocking <laughs> groovy board directorate.
0: I might be. I'm Molly Weisenberg. And
1: I'm Matthew Amsterburton. anyway sorry
0: what Matthew's phone is ringing interrupting my now but wow (sighs)
1: sorry my phone rang during your now but wow I turned (sighs) the ringer back on because I was playing Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney on my phone and the only way to make the sound play is to turn the the, you know the ringer silencer off oh
0: yeah that happens to me too Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends